the trend is people are living longer than ever. Whether you like it or not, want to or not, whether you'll acknowledge it or not, that trend is happening. And yes, there will be casualties along the way. All of us will face casualties along the way. And if you're listening to this, if your family, friends, coworkers, and loved ones are listening to this, and I hope you share this message with them, you are still here. Get off the couch. Re-engage in your life. Make a commitment to something that is meaningful to you. Welcome to the 100-Year Lifestyle Podcast, dedicated to you and your loved ones living at 100% for 100 years and beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Plasker. Welcome, everybody, to the 100-Year Lifestyle Podcast. Dr. Eric Plasker here, and yes, we are transforming health and longevity consciousness worldwide so that you and your loved ones can live at 100% for 100 years and beyond. And we're going to talk about trends, casualties, and control today, an important topic. So many questions coming up, so many answers, so many of you inspired just reaching out to us, letting us know you're changing your life, you're tired of the status quo, you're making these changes now so you can enjoy them for decades and decades. People changing their diets, their nutrition, getting lifestyle care instead of crisis care, starting to look at their finances differently, looking at their extended life as the greatest financial opportunity maybe ever. And so many of you telling me, hey, you know what? I used to feel like, wow, there's no way I would want to live that long, not a chance. And you are excited about a long-term vision for your life. And so it's appropriate that we're talking about trends, casualties, and control today because it is one of the topics that comes up a lot. Uh, and we do know that the trend is, according to the Pew Research Center, that 100-year-old people are the world's fastest growing group. We expect that group to grow by 800% between now and 2050. And what does that mean to you and this trend? People say, but Dr. Plasker, come on. It's the most stressful time in the history of the planet Earth. Are you kidding me? We're never going to make it that long. And I don't know if it's going to happen. Well, let me tell you something. That when you look at the trend and you look at the past to evaluate what's going to happen in the present. Somebody brought up the other day about financial stresses and social stresses. 100-year-old people, people that are 100 years old today, remember, these people had no grand master plan. They lived through, you ready for this number? They have lived through since 1900. They have lived through 22 recessions, including the Great Depression of 1929. They lived through the Great Recession of 2009. And so, the financial stresses, the ups and downs of that are extraordinary. It's different today. Maybe what makes it different is social media is a new thing for us. But listen, going way back, they didn't have television. And then all of a sudden, they were watching and glued to the news. They were glued to the radio. I remember so many of us, we've watched movies in World War II where Winston Churchill is talking on radio and Franklin Delano Roosevelt is talking on the radio, talking about the wars that are going on and the recessions that are happening and the depression and the economic tragedies that were happening. And listen, way back when it was, there was no mass transportation, ease to get around, ease of communication the way that there is today. And so, yes, of course, it's a stressful time. And many of you are going through things that 
are very challenging. I'm going to talk about some of those that have affected me personally here. So you know that what we're talking about is real and it affects everybody. And so understand that, yes, it is a high stress world. And yes, the trend is going to continue along the way. Remember, the topic of this is trends, casualties, and control. And the thing about what's happening in the United States compared to other countries with this trend that I think is important to understand is that when you look at the transform the health and life expectancy comparison by country. This is an article on 100yearlifestyle.com, very common. People are sharing it like crazy. It's valuable. It's meaningful. And when you look way back in 1980, life expectancy for the U.S. and life expectancy for other countries was on track to be exactly the same. They were side by side when you look at the graphs. And then back in 1980, things started to change, especially in the United States. There were some uh, infant mortality started rising in the United States. The vaccination schedule started being aggressively increased and administered in the United States of America. We have the, as a comparison, we have the lowest life expectancy at birth than any other country. In fact, there was an article recently in the U.S. News and World Report how the U.S. has become the most dangerous place to have a baby. Autism rates have skyrocketed now, one in 59. According to the CDC, life expectancy is considered to have dropped significantly due to a rise in deaths among younger groups because of drug overdoses, the opioid crisis. And way back in 1980, what happened was is that there were some key policy changes. We started advertising prescription drugs on television, going directly to the people. The marketing went crazy. That industry boomed while we have seen, yes, some miracles and many tragedies, many crises that have occurred along the way because we have become a drug culture, not like any other country. And so it's important to understand the trend and also get ahead of it yourself so you and your family can make decisions for your family, for yourselves that are going to make a difference for you for today and also for the long haul. And hey, nobody talks about this. We're talking about it because it's vital that you understand the impact of your choices because we have this trend. People are living longer than ever. But back in 1980, if you look at that article and you look at that graph, the United States went down. It went up slightly and leveled off where the rest of the world, Japan and other countries, continue to go up. Their policies are different. They value posture differently. They value movement. They don't retire. There's another article on 100yearlifestyle.com about uh, health, wealth, and living to 100, how in the Far East where they have the longest living cultures, these older people, they don't put their wisdom in a nursing home. They don't retire it on a shelf. They actually stay engaged in meaningful work and meaningful relationships and community involvement. And this is what we want for you. We want you to take who you are today, be your best self today, make the choices that are good for you in the moment today, while at the same time, you have the awareness the choices you make today that are good for you today will also improve your quality of life over the long haul. We don't want you to live quality in the moment like so many of the younger generation, millennials, my friends who I have so many great relationships with some of you. It's like you just want to live in the moment. You just want to live in the moment and you're scrambling like crazy to find your footing and get traction in your life but you're not able to get it because you're so busy living in the moment. There has to be a balance between a clear long-term vision that does get developed with clarity over time if you stay on the track rather than just chasing what's cool in the moment and living in the moment for now. And so we know that through this 
consciousness and through health and life expectancy comparison by country that, yes, the trend is going to continue whether you like it or not. And you are still here. And the casualties that will happen along the way, they are very sad and they are very tragic. One of the challenges that we see that is an important thing that we understand as far as it relates to parents, families, grandparents, if that includes you in this category, uh, it's important that you realize that in today's world with the way that we are taking care of children, the choices that are being made on behalf of our children, that we have the first generation in history that could see that children's life expectancy go down. And even children are concerned about it. I remember being out in Seattle, Washington. I was giving a talk on the 100-year lifestyle for uh, Dr. Bob Cummins, Anna Cummins, great chiropractors, 100-year lifestyle affiliates in Bellevue, Washington, beautiful practice, beautiful people. And I remember I was standing there afterwards, got a great ovation. People were generous with their hugs and sharing their stories with me. I remember speaking to a 98-year-old World War II veteran who came up to me afterwards and told me how he, and he was doing great at the time, and he came up to me and he said, this is great information. I had no idea I was going to live to be 98 years old. If you would have told me that 70 years ago, I would have said, man, you're out of your mind, Plasker. And here he was, and he was involved in his life and engaged in his life. And as I was talking to him, I could feel the eyes of this young little boy that was standing to my left and his name happened to be Nico and when I finished talking to this 98 year old gentleman and I looked down at Nico he looks up at me and he says Dr. Plasker you changed my life today and I was like whoa what do you mean you're 10 years old what do you mean I changed your life and what he said to me changed my life because he said to me he said Dr. Plasker my, my name is Nico, I'm 10 years old, and my grandparents died from cancer. And I have been worried, listen to this, this is a 10-year-old kid. He said, I have been worried for years that I was gonna die from cancer too. That's it, I'm not worried anymore. And he took off worry, running. And he, then he turned back around to me and he said, I'm gonna be a motivational speaker. And he gave his first motivational talk on a YouTube that he sent to me that is in this article, Children's Longevity Threatened, you could hear it in his own words. And here's the thing, there are so many children today that are concerned, they are worried about their future because they are seeing the suffering of their aging parents and grandparents and great grandparents, and they're thinking, man, I don't wanna be like that, I don't wanna do that, and so they're concerned, they see the trend in their mind's eye, they see it, they see it in reality in their world, they go into these, hospitals and assisted living centers and they say man if that's old age I don't want to be like that and if this is the trend I want to stop that trend well the trend to stop is not that we're living longer the trend that we need to stop is being dependent on drugs and being dependent on allopathic quick fix solutions where we're removing body parts and organs and we're retiring ourselves into the couches and we're not being active and instead of being active, we are resting on a couch, thinking that our life is over, being upset about old age. You know, you see actors and actresses and politicians that are staying engaged later in life, CEOs that love what they do. I saw a recent post on social media, media that where Bernie Marcus, he was 
talking about how he's still involved and still engaged in his activities at 90, turning 90, that he's going to make more changes in the world that are good for the world by the age of, at the age of 90 and beyond than most people will do, most hundred people, thousand people may do in their entire lifetime. He's not retiring. You see Arthur Blank owning the Falcons and other owners of sports teams and people that are engaged in their life that are hitting stride later on in life. And we want to retire at 65. And we have this arbitrary number that is putting stress on us. Like, oh my God, I got to retire in five years. I was talking to one of our doctors, 100-year lifestyle chiropractors, who was talking about the concept of retirement. And then finally it clicked for him. He's like, what, what the heck am I going to do with all that extra time? If I stay home all the time, my wife's going to kill me for being around all the time and I won't have any fun. And so finding the right kind of balance that is supportive of this trend being the kind of trend that is meaningful to you that you want to live and enjoy, it starts with your choices and the changes that you make right now. So the trend is continuing whether you like it or not. Now, let's talk casualties. There will be casualties along the way. There will be. Sadly, there will be people who we love that will not make it. There will be people who starve. There will be people that suffer financially. There will be people that get sick and are in pain and have to go through battles with diseases, conditions that are sad. We hate to see these people suffer our heart goes out to them, our heart goes out to their family. And I'm gonna let you know that I am not immune to this type of suffering out in the world. Just recently, my mom passed away unexpectedly. She was in an accident, a freak car incident that happened, and she was 78 years old, she was living alone, she was relatively healthy, she was happy. She just wrote a book at the age of 76. She was living the 100-year lifestyle. She had just wrote a book on simple ways to change your life, lessons from a late bloomer. She called herself a late bloomer, and she was just coming into her own and um, very emotional, as I described this to you, because it was literally from the time of this recording. It was about two and a half weeks ago that the accident happened. So I think about my mom who tragically passed away. We got the call, we flew up to New York, and we literally got there within 12 hours of the, or 14 hours of the accident, just in time with my brothers, my best friends, Dr. Jordan and Dr. Noel Plasco in New Jersey, and our wives by our side. We made the decision to honor my mom's wishes and do not resuscitate and turned off the ventilators. She passed 12 hours later. So sad, heartbreaking, unexpected, 78 years old, living her life, coming into her own at 78. Now, she outlived her parents and grandparents by over 20 years. Both of her parents died when she was in her 50s. She was working on a minus number for her empire, her minimum potential years remaining. If you have not filled out that calculation yet, go to 100yearlifestyle.com, put in M-PYR, that stands for your minimum potential years remaining, and do that calculation to figure out what your minimum potential years that you have left is. And when she did her calculation, it was a minus 20. She had outlived, already outlived her parents by over 20 years, and she was still going, just wrote a book, engaged in life. Now, I want to contrast that to my dad, who 
died at 78 also, ironically, but a completely different situation. My dad had a heart attack at the age of 49 years old. It changed his life. He was afraid of dying so much so after that, that he started running. He started eating better. I remember him sitting on the couch eating walnuts like crazy because he read that they're good for your heart, and they are, uh, as well as other nuts uh, that are good for your heart. They're good for your body. They have healthy fats in them. And so he was doing all the things that he should do. He lost about 40 pounds. He stopped smoking. He had smoked for about 20, 25 years, two, three packs of cigarettes a day, started smoking in the day where, if you remember the, the smoking ads on television, that 26,000 doctors recommend smoking and they smoke Lucky Strike or they smoke Camel or whatever it is more than any other cigarette. And so he listened to his doctors and he smoked like crazy. And my mom actually smoked too. I'll circle back to that in just a few minutes. And so he got scared. He started taking all this cholesterol medication, these statin drugs, which we now know based on the uh, articles that are out and the research that is out that it can affect your memory. It can lead to that all those statin drugs can lead to the stripping cholesterol out of your brain, which could lead to different types of Alzheimer's diseases and dementias. So my dad, he took those medications for a long time. He wouldn't look at the other side and he just took all that medication. This makes me so mad and sad at the same time. And so he died at the age of 78, just like my mom. For the last decade of his life from 68 to 78, he wasn't living like my mom was living enjoying her wisdom, exploring her wisdom. He died in a home without a brain for a decade, not knowing his wife of 44 years, not knowing me, his other children, not knowing his grandchildren, laying on his back, being rotated because of bed sores. And it was so frustrating for me that we could not get through to him because it was too late. And so here he rotted away, sadly, for a decade where my mom was living her life uh, on very few, if any, medications, getting adjusted on a regular basis, eating healthy, cleaning up her diet, doing the things, much more things, many more things that were good for her in her last decade. And along the way, living her life, finding a level of human potential that she became passionate about, even though she overcame abuse, she overcame all kinds of challenges in her life. Her later years when she died, the weekend before she died, she was at a family function, a bar mitzvah of one of her great nephews. And she was truly, truly, truly happy and inspired at 78, making a difference, taking on new clients, life coaching clients, uh, helping people just with her wisdom that she had developed along the way. And she didn't even come into her own until her mid-70s. So listen, for all of you, it is so important. I understand the casualties that happen along the way. And here's the thing. You are still here. You are still here. So what is important about the 100-year lifestyle as a concept, as a principle, as we transform health and longevity consciousness worldwide, is that you know that you have within you. You're not living on borrowed time when you get older, it's birthright time. And the choices that you make right now, how you live your life today, quality of life choices today, every choice that you make that is good for you today 
will also be good for you as you age. That as time goes on, they will be good for you. If you make good financial choices today, they will also be good for you today and also as you age. If you made healthy, make healthy food choices today, they will make you feel better today. If you eat vegetables instead of sugar, if you eat uh, whole grains instead of processed foods, if you eat lean meats instead of and quality meats, organic meats, no antibiotics, no hormones, none of that junk that is put in our system because of the drug companies and the processing companies trying to mass distribute these resources to us. You have options. You have the ability to make choices that are better choices for you. They will be better for your body. Better food choices today will make you feel better today. And as a result of that, you will be better as you age. My mom, she smoked also when she was younger. She smoked for about 20, 25 years. In her later years, she was suffering the consequences, not of her healthy choices when she changed her life when she was in her 60s and 70s. She was suffering the consequences of the choices that she made when she was younger. The years of smoking, the years of being overweight, the strain on her body, orthopedically, chiropractically, structurally, all of those things. And we see people all the time, they say, you know what, I got really bad knees and I got a knee problem. And we tell them all the time, no, you don't have a knee problem, you have a weight problem. You have an imbalance in your structure problem, a subluxation problem, a postural problem, not because of your age, but because you haven't taken care of it all along the way. That's the difference between crisis care and lifestyle care. And so if you make better fitness choices today, that are good for you today, they will also support you in your quality of life as you age. If you make uh, learning and passionate learning choices, if you dig into the things that inspire you today and you become an expert at them, it will be better for you today. You'll be happier today. You'll be more inspired and more passionate about your work and your involvement today while you are also more passionate and more excited and even more of an expert as you age. And so the way you spend your time, same thing taking prime time, prep time, and play time like we talk about in the 100-year lifestyle, and we'll, spend, we'll do a podcast on that as well. And not just doing all prime time with all work and no play, but finding that balance that is good for you. You know, for you younger generation people, millennials and teens that are into the podcast world and finding great podcasts to listen to. Listen, if you're all about just play time now, that when you turn 30 and 35 and 40, you think you're behind the eight ball now, you're going to be way behind as you age because you're not finding the balance. You're taking too much playtime. You need to go to work more and find some meaningful work, finding that right kind of balance. So the way you spend your time, your involvement in the community. So when my mom passed away, I was concerned. I was like, man, you know, who is anybody going to be there for me? And am I going to have to go through this alone? And I was really brokenhearted. And and I'm not one to reach out and ask for support. And I feel so fortunate and so grateful to have so many friends in so many places that reached out to me because uh, through my family, I saw young high school friends and college friends that came out and reached out to me and friends from Life University and people in places that I've been involved in the community all over the country, all over the world that I spent time with and given my heart soul to and they just reached out and they started showing up and it was so meaningful to me so how you're engaged and involved in the community is so important 
for you as you age. And if you do things that are meaningful for you in the community today, they will support your quality of life today and they will support you for your entire life as you age, if you stay involved, your education. And so listen, there are trends. The trend is people are living longer than ever. Whether you like it or not, want to or not, whether you'll acknowledge it or not, that trend is happening. And yes, there will be casualties along the way. All of us will face casualties along the way. And if you're listening to this, if your family, friends, coworkers, and loved ones are listening to this, and I hope you share this message with them, you are still here. Get off the couch. Re-engage in your life. Make a commitment to something that is meaningful to you. We are honored, privileged to be a part of your world in this way. Uh, we'd love to hear from you more and more. Share some of the changes that you're making on our social media pages, 100 Year Lifestyle on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Let us know what you're doing. Shoot us an email, my100 at 100yearlifestyle.com. Share your stories. We're going to have some great stories, additional stories coming up down the pike with some additional great guests. Listen, it is time to make the changes that you know that you need to make to start enjoying and living the quality of life that you deserve, your ideal 100-year lifestyle, 100% for 100 years, starting right now, today. Thank you so much, everybody, for being with us. Dr. Eric Plasker, signing off. Thank you so much for joining us on the 100-year lifestyle podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have topics that you want us to cover, people you want us to interview, maybe you have some stories that you want to share, stories of yourself, loved ones, people in your life, we would love to hear from you and share your story. Please email us at my100 at 100yearlifestyle.com. And remember, nobody wants to get to 100 or even 50, 60, or 70 for that matter, crippled, broke, and alone. So please share the 100 Year Lifestyle, all of our podcasts, social media pages, website, with your family, friends, and coworkers so they can take this journey with you. And until next time, adjust your lifestyle, live your best life today and every day on the road to a sensational century.